welcome to another episode of Getting Off the Hamster Wheel, how to find a career that brings you joy, fulfillment, and success. My name is Karen Weeks, and today we are doing another mini episode as a follow-up to my conversation last week with Thea Zunick, but also a quick mid-season check-in. In my conversation with Thea, she talked about the self-reflection that she did and the struggle she had realizing she was making decisions based on what she should be doing or what others expected of her, especially after investing so much into her education. Was she making a mistake and throwing that away? Thea is not alone. A lot of our guests have talked about that internal struggle, expectation from others, thinking that they wasted time, money, or experiences with their past choices navigating what voices in your life you should be listening to and which may not have your best intentions in mind. So I thought this would be a great time to just do an overall reminder to do what is best for you in your life. By the way, I'm not saying that you should throw caution to the wind and just do whatever you want. You may have responsibilities in life or to your family that you need to rightfully consider when you think about your career. For example, in our first episode, Alina mentioned that as much as she wanted to change her focus in the finance industry, she knew she couldn't go back to school because she was the mother of two young girls. But that doesn't mean you don't have to find a way to balance both. What brings you joy, fulfillment, and success while making sure you do what you need to do for your personal life. And that's going to change over time. Maybe right now you're single and have more flexibility to make some changes. Or maybe you have a family or are the main income earner in your home. Those scenarios probably make you comfortable with different levels of risk in your life. And that's okay. But it doesn't mean you stay stuck where you are if you're unhappy. It doesn't mean you fall prey to other people's expectations or put undue pressure on yourself. Here are some suggestions on how you can figure out what is right for you based on what our guests have shared up to this point and my own experiences. First of all, identify what is important and non-negotiable for you now and in the next couple of years. It doesn't have to be forever, but think a little bit out. It may be financial. It may be a schedule that is needed. It might be that you want to learn and expose yourself to new things. Think about the answer for you, not what someone else is saying should be important to you. I actually had this moment twice in my life. Once back in college when I applied to and got into grad school for stage management, everyone said I should go, that it would be an amazing accomplishment. But when I got the acceptance letter, I didn't actually jump for joy. Sure, I was proud that I got in, but I quickly got anxious because I realized I didn't want it for me. I wanted it for everyone else. Similarly, in my early 30s, I realized I was trying to build a life that I thought you were supposed to have at that age. Home, family, stability grown-up things, versus realizing I don't think I wanted kids, that I liked going to concerts and wanted to travel more, and I wanted a job where I could be myself, not a fake version of me, and more importantly, live in an area that represented my values and passions. Obviously, I had to talk to my partner about those realizations and figure out how our journey continued together, but it was important that I shared that with him, and we figured it out. So when you think about your own life and how your career fits into it, What is important for you right now and in the short term? Also, give yourself permission to say things change, and that's okay. Of course you don't want to live the life you thought you did when you were in college. You had no real-life experience at that point. You were still figuring out who you were and who you wanted to be. Then different experiences helped you mold and shape that as you continued through life. Both Andrea and Thea mentioned they felt guilty for all the time, money, and work they invested in their education for a career they didn't end up following. I get it. That was a lot. 
and you need to grieve that, but then turn it into a positive and a leverage point that other people don't have. Andrea has a master's that she can use in the future if she can't work in live theater anymore. She could teach at a college, for example. She also has a lot of soft skills like conflict management, active listening, and influencing that she can use every day in her life and in her theater career because of that schooling. I know I gained similar skills with my theater degree that I still use every day even as I work in the business world. Honestly, I gained some skills I never would have gotten if I had studied the traditional business path many of my colleagues went down. Thea, for example, can use all the knowledge she gained in her doctorate in education to be a better partner to the universities and schools she now works with through the Jed Foundation. She probably gains a lot of credibility and trust from minute one when she reaches out to schools because of that doctorate degree. So yes, of course you want to mourn the time, money, and work that went into something you may not quote-unquote need moving forward. But then move to a place of acceptance and gratitude for what that thing gave you and will continue to give you in the future. Finally, surround yourself with the right people. This does not mean surround yourself with yes people. We have all seen how that can go with celebrities and sports stars. You need those people to tell you that that outfit or haircut is not right for you, that that partner is not healthy for you, or that maybe you need to think a decision through a little bit more and provide a different perspective. But they should be offering that critical advice because they love and support you and want what's best for you, not because of their own agenda and insecurities. And on the flip side, the people that do say yes should be saying so because they actually agree with your decision, not because they're afraid to lose you or tell you the truth. And this is definitely one of the hardest things to identify. Look back at moments in your life. Who is there for you? Who asked probing questions and challenged your decisions? Has their advice or support been right in the past? And be honest, right doesn't mean it was what you wanted to hear or if hindsight taught you differently, but it was really the right decision in the moment. I have a couple of close friends that I know will be honest with me. They also know me well enough after all these years to call me on my BS or reference something that may or may not be driving my true feelings. My partner, of course, is another person that helps me through all my decisions. A few years back, I was frustrated about something and made a rash decision. He challenged me, and even when I stood strong, he said he supported me but was concerned. Sure enough, when more data came into the picture and we talked it out, He was able to help me see that I was running away from something and not towards something. And that was not the way I wanted to make decisions, and he helped me see that. Hopefully, all this additional insight is helpful. My challenge to you is to think about those three things. What's important to you, and what are those non-negotiables? Let go of the past and embrace that things change, and surround yourself with the right people. Of those things which might be the biggest hurdle or gap for you today? What is one thing you can do differently to think about in a healthier way? It all starts with one step and then grows from there. So pick that one thing today. As always, I hope this follow-up mini episode was helpful. Feel free to reach out to me directly if you're looking for more advice or questions about how to do what's right for you. And don't forget to check out my course on Teachable about this very topic. Listeners of this podcast get a 20% discount, bringing the course down to just $40 if you use the code HAMSTER when you register. You can even add on a coaching package directly from the platform. Stay tuned for our next full episode on September 7th, yes, happy Labor Day, when we talk to Leah Jubara, how they made the move from video production to working as a barber, 
and realizing the importance of finding a company that celebrates who you are as a person and the values you have. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing, sharing it with others, and leaving a rating and review on the platform of your choice. Until next time, remember, there's always a way to get off the hamster wheel.